Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello, Dave here, just dropping in to talk about our UK tour in November. We uh, mentioned it in this episode, but we hadn't put it on sale when we recorded it. So basically, if you missed it last week, we put on sale our UK tour for November. And to our absolute surprise, we sold out all six shows in about four hours. It was a little bit crazy, but thank you so much to everyone that bought tickets. Really blew our little minds in you here in Melbourne. Uh, we know a lot of people missed out. We're sorry about that. So we've spent the last week scrambling to get more seats or extra shows on sale. And I'm very happy to announce that this Friday, Friday the 17th of August at 9am UK local time, we are putting more tickets on sale for Leeds, Manchester, Bristol and Birmingham. Still working on bigger venues for Edinburgh, but it's a little bit crazy because the fringe is on at the moment. We're trying to get that happening. And also a bigger show in London. So stay tuned for those guys. Or if you have any venue suggestions, uh, please uh, get in contact through our website or on social media. And uh, just a little update. We are moving our Bristol show to a bigger venue. So it's going to be at the Hen and Chicken now on the same night. All original tickets to the Improv will be accepted there. And we are also releasing 25 extra tickets to the Glee Club show in Birmingham. 
the current one on Friday, November 16, as well as doing an extra show in Birmingham the night before, also at the Glee Club on Thursday, November 15th. We are hiring more chairs for the Manchester and Leeds shows, so they're actually limited tickets, so if you want to get in those, I suggest uh, doing so on Friday. I should say that every single show of this tour will be a different report topic, so if you want to come to multiple, that would be awesome. Not going to hold that against you at all. Uh, all the ticket links to these shows, including our uh, ones for sale in Melbourne and Sydney as well right now, can be found on our website, dogoonpod.com. Just click on live shows. Again, all these new shows and extra seats will be on sale at 9am Friday via dogoonpod.com. There is also a ticket link in the show notes of this episode. All right, thanks so much. We'll keep you in the loop with the Edinburgh and London shows. And now on with the podcast. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnke and I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello, Dave. Hello, Jess. <laughs> you usually say Matt's name first. So when I was mouthing along with what you were saying, I went to say Matt and you said Jess and oh boy, do I feel silly. You well, looked silly. <laughs> little glimpse here behind the curtain. I try and mix it up. In my mind, I'm, I'm, keep, I'm not keeping score exactly, but I try and introduce you one yeah. then the other then... Then the other way around. Oh, that's nice. I really hope someone at home is keeping score. <laughs> Please go back and listen to the last 146 weeks. <laughs> That'd be so sad. Don't do that. Uh, well, if you're just listening to the intro, yeah, I suppose I was going to say yeah. you don't have to listen for the whole episode. Yeah, true. We'll take you download. Thanks. It <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be. It's not that sad. No, that's nice. To this show yeah, just... I changed my mind. And no. I'm allowed to do so. My sister just told me she's going back to the start. She's going back through again. What a bloody supporter. What a supporter. What, what a supporter. supporter. Your other she siblings. She hates it. She's just doing it to support. <laughs> Your other siblings really need to pull up their socks. Yeah, pull up those socks. Pull them up. They're pull falling them. down. You're looking a little messy. You're bloody scruffy. Yeah, I'm going to keep you back after school, young man. Sorry, delving back into my... Yeah, I just had a flashback. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you where we're not going to look scruffy, and that is on stage at our many, many upcoming live podcasts. Woohoo! Hopefully we're coming to a town near you. Next week we've got our show at Giant Dwarf in Sydney, Friday night, August 24th. That's Sydney, Australia. Yes, pardon me. So excited about that. Well, that means uh, uh, that I'll be in Hobart on the 22nd, a couple of days before that. If you're in Hobart town, you can't. I'm sorry you don't get Jess, you don't get Dave, but you do get... The best one of the pod. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's very nice of you to say. And a lie. Uh, <laughs> me. At Jokers, and you can find out details about that on my website, mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. And our UK listeners, just in case you missed our big announcement last week, we are coming to you, both England and Scotland, for some shows in November this year. It's insane. So oh excited. It's insane. We are so, so excited. We've already sold a bunch of tickets. Thank you so much to everyone who has done that. Really you know, makes us uh, less scared about <laughs> this adventure. Uh, we are coming to Edinburgh, Leeds, Manchester, Bristol, Birmingham and London Town. Cannot wait to do that. All tickets are at dogoonpod.com. And, you know, we're coming to Sydney, we're coming to the UK. We couldn't leave out our home city of Melbourne. We've decided to put on a Bon Voyage <laughs> show. Yes. Before our UK tour, just a couple of weeks before that kicks off. Uh, we've just put on sale at Howler. One of our favourite venues in Brunswick. I haven't run this by you off mic, so I'm going to do it now on mic. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know how it's like a Bon Voyage tour and we're hoping to like raise a little bit of money to get us over to yeah, the UK. Yeah, just in case, you know. 
Um, I was wondering if I could just have like a jug for donations, um, for uh, people to give to me for souvenirs. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's a pretty hard no for me. <laughs> oh, I've got you a, buy your own souvenirs. I've got a bit of a magnet collection going. It's like a fun thing with my family. They bring back magnets and I want to get some magnets. We'll do some budgeting. <sighs> yeah, we'll, we'll move some money around in the petty cash. Great. We'll okay. buy you a magnet. Thank you. But um, I still want to have a jar for <laughs> donations. Gonna He's going to be sliding $10 into Jess's back pocket. Yeah. All right, if go. anybody wants to sling me some cash and only me, um, I will be willingly accepting the, tips. I hadn't really thought about that, though. The, we're going to get to go to UK things where we can get little souvenirs, go to places that um, past ep- episodes have been about. And yeah. Stuff like that. We oh, can take photos. Exciting. Man, when we go to Edinburgh, we have to do one of those ghost tours. No, what scary. About, what, what town was uh, the uh, Burke and Hare murders in again? That was Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> yes, we can probably go to the uh, university where they keep the skin book. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> I do. I think someone who works there uh, is a listener, so maybe maybe they can... Oh, my God, if you could organise some backstage VIP skin pass <laughs> tickets. <laughs> oh, my God, Dave! I just, I'm just looking pass. forward to making memories with you guys and yeah. having fun with my friends. That's going to be very nice. I'm going to meet up with some friends while I'm over there. And ha <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and hopefully <laughs> we'll make some new friends with some, uh, some UK listeners. Wouldn't we, it's going to be so cool to meet people. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave is so lonely. People before. <laughs> oh, it's Dave. Be a real, real yeah, experience um, for him. I've been uh, practicing. Yeah. How do you how do you greet somebody when you meet them? Have a go. All right. Pretend I am a person. Okay. <clears throat> oh. Line. <laughs> I mean, he has no, made eye contact. That's, that's good. It's a strong start. Oh. Try start with hello. Okay. Go again. <clears throat> hello. Oh, sorry, I missed. Oh, oh dear. Hello. We right, have well, to work on this. Yeah, in we'll the work next on, couple on this. Maybe after we after we finish up here. Okay. Let's do some intensive. <laughs> <laughs> intensive oh, I see a montage coming. <laughs> Training montage. So this the Howler gig. Uh, it's in Brunswick. Really yes, excited a... about that. It's going to be the biggest show I've ever done in Melbourne. So we are super pumped. Yes, please come on down. Be so good. It's uh, it's at the same venue that. Um, we do the monthly comedy room there first Wednesday of the month called Comedy Big Time, if you've come to that before. Uh, it's at that very same venue. The Killers have played there. Yeah. The Killers <laughs> and now Vincent's do go played on. There, and now do go on. Yep. The OCs have played there. Yeah. And now do go on. <laughs> anyway. I reckon they've, uh, they're going to put the Killers, going to move them down on the old, the leaderboard that they keep out the back. Yeah. Yeah. They're going on top. <laughs> We're now the one where they're trying to sell the venue to touring acts. Uh, do Go On has also been here. What? We'll what? pay double. What is Do Go On? <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, believe in yourself. Celebs listen, I reckon. They like podcasts. Yeah. They're people too. I wonder who listens. Goldie Horn, probably. <laughs> hello, hello, celebs. Goldie Horn? You're talking about Kate Hudson's mum? I reckon. Is that who that is? Yeah, good no, job. She's from great movies such as Private Benjamin. When Harry met Sally. Nah, wrong one. Oh, no. That's Meg Ryan. We've talked too long. We have. So something I've done on Patreon recently, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I I asked the question because someone had um, made a suggestion as to how we could easily explain the show because I normally get Dave to explain it or Jess. Yep. And um, a man named Philip 
Bourgeois. I think it's bourgeois. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole face melted. Philip Bourgeois. It was a mixture of panic and sussing out <laughs> syllables at the same time. <laughs> Philip Bourgeois, he, he um, messaged suggesting a way we could in one sentence. And I said, I said, oh, that's great. And I asked the patrons and started a thread and everyone's suggesting their one-sentence description of the show to get it started. Um, so I might pick some of those out at random in future episodes. But this is Philip, Philip's uh, description of the show. Philip. Bourgeois. Ah. <laughs> he says, humour meets education when three comedians take turns reporting on a real subject. Oh, I like that. That's nice and easy. I'm like, man, he made that sound easy. Yeah, it's and not we, hard. And we get on to topic uh, by the report giver asking a question this week. Dave is doing the report. What is your question, that's Mr. That's right, Dave? my question on the topic that you two do not know what it's going to be. So that's how we get onto it. So the question is, which historical figure is nicknamed Little Miss Sure Shot? <gasps> Sounds like a Marvel character. Little Miss Sure Shot. It's a great nickname. Little Miss Sure Shot. So it's a good shooter. A great shooter. Great shooter. Possibly the best. Amelia Earhart. Is, is that the, the pilot? Yes. And expert markswoman. Wow. Um, is it, is it Shirley Temple? <laughs> yeah, she was great with a gun. Is it Calamity is... Jane? No, but. Is it Calamity they... Joan? <laughs> Ooh, is Calamity in the name? <laughs> is... This person and Calamity Jane did know each other. Okay. Calamity Jane was a person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a musical. I thought it was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they appeared at the same time in uh, in a show together, which oh, I, well, wow. I'll talk about on the show. In a show, um, uh, would we know the name? I imagine if I say the name, you'll, you'll... okay. Say it slowly. <laughs> Little Miss Sure Shot is also so known, known as, as Annie. Get your gun, Leibowitz. <laughs> <laughs> She's a photographer, right? <laughs> yes. She's a sure shot. Annie Short up with the camera, yes. Lennox. <coughs> it is Annie Oakley. Annie Oakley. <laughs> Little me short shot. Have you heard of Annie Oakley? No. She's <laughs> like a famous figure in American history, so like often reference on Annie things. Oakley. Yes. Is it what's Annie Got Your Gun? Is that anything? It's a it's a musical. It's another musical. Well, there is a musical about Annie Oakley, so I imagine that could be from it. Oh, we're both Googling. It's called Annie Get Your Gun. Yes. Isn't that what he said? I think it was the first time. The second time, I think I might have said "Gotcha Gun." Oh. Gotcha Gun. Gotcha yeah. <laughs> Gun. <laughs> there is a musical uh, based on her life from the 1950s called "Annie Gets Your Gun." Anytime I see that on a on a billboard outside of a theater, and I'm with my mum, I'm like, "Look, mum," because her name's Annie, uh, and I said, "Look, mum, uh, your musical's on," or if Annie is on. Um, I say the same thing. Uh, she loves it. She loves being in the car with me. <laughs> Big fan. One of her fave activities. I was going to finish with this, but the, uh, so 1946 was the year the musical came out. Uh, the show included, and I'd never particularly heard of it. Maybe you know, the, isn't you know, it funny? That I've heard of the musical, but not the yeah, the person subject. But of the I reckon you would have heard of some of the songs. I've got a, quite Annie, a few... are you okay? You okay? <laughs> you okay, Annie? All week I've been singing, Annie, are you Oakley? Are you Oakley, <laughs> are you Oakley Annie? Man, if I did Ameri- uh, parody songs. Watch out, Weird Al. <laughs> well, Annie, are you With Dave Warnicky. Uh, so, so but some of the show's songs include There's No Business Like Show Business. There's No Business right. Like That's Show Business. That's a big one. And uh, the song Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better. Really? Yeah, so two, 
Just kidding. <laughs> Anything you can do, yeah, I, I can, can do, do better. better. No, you can. Yes, I can. No, you can. They I listened that, to it on Spotify. They did that in The Nanny oh. at a talent show. Yes, I recall that. Mm. I do recall that. It was with uh, the little daughter. Yep. yep. Um, Maggie. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. What's the Maggie She's the, the older big one. one. Doesn't the matter. One. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this report. Okay, Let's so not get it down another uh, nanny hole. Grace. Gracie. Grace, Gracie. Annie uh, Oakley was suggested by Lauren from Sydney, who didn't give her last name, uh, but I'm sure you know who you are. You're the only one who suggested it, so thank you very much. Mystery uh, Lauren. And it was voted on by the Sydney Scheinberg Patreon supporters so mm. that chose this. And if you are a Sydney Scheinberg Patreon supporter, you get to vote on, at the moment, my, the topics I'm picking. This one by one vote. Wow. So if you want to get in there and you can really change the outcome of That's the show. That's tight. That's Super tight. tight. Okay, so Annie was born Phoebe Ann Mosley on August 13th, 1860, in a cabin in rural Ohio. Yes! (gasps) Just a short three and a half hour drive from Gary, Indiana. God's country. God's country. The Golden Triangle, the Golden Mile. The Golden Gold. (laughs) You go from Gary, you can, can you believe this? Within about 24 hours' drive, you can get from Gary. (laughs) It might even be less than that, it might be even 12. Gary to Ohio, through Ohio into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> amazing. Do you believe that? I do believe it. Because I've said it before. Yeah, and I trust you. Thank you. Uh, born to a Quaker farming family of English descent, she was the fifth surviving child of seven to her parents, Jacob and Susan, which leads me to ask surviving child? Yeah, they had uh, they had even more children. Wow, seven surviving children. Yeah, do they know what was causing it? Do they? Yeah, seven's a weird number. That bothers me. Oh, you can't the magnificent blow the seven. Uh, they the family later lived on a farm in Greenville, Ohio. Greenville sounds nice. Uh, Paradise, mm. I imagine. Mm. I assume. Yeah. Well. Her father, Jacob, often had to travel 14 miles to a mill, and in winter he had to make the trek through the snow. One night he had to march home through a blizzard and didn't return until after midnight, and when he did, he could barely talk and was practically frozen solid. Sadly, he never recovered from the incident and died of pneumonia not long after. Oh, wow. Her mother married again, but her second husband also died. Oh, Hmm, no. Now I smell a rat. (laughs) (laughs) With her father gone and her stepfather also gone. Jesus. From five years old, Annie had to contribute to her to help her family of eight survival. Annie trapped small animals such as quail for food. Every evening, no matter how tired they were, Susan, the mother, would gather them all around to sing hymns and pray. Her Quaker background, which is a type of Christianity, made her want and to porridge maker. A Quaker. I think there's a brand of porridge called Quakers. You have quackers. Oh, sorry, quackers <laughs> porridge. Quackers, get your oats. Which is their famous catchphrase. <laughs> So she'd sing these songs to try and instill her values in her young children. Mary Jane, the eldest of the children, died of tuberculosis at the age of 15. Oh, my God. So tragedy is Tragedy abound. after tragedy. Annie's mother was forced to sell the pet uh, milk cow named Pink to pay for Mary's doctor and Pink funeral expenses. Pink is a terrible name for a cow. Well, you say that until you realise that you, when you milked it, it came out strawberry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yum. Pink milk. The best flavour of all. Yes. Suck it, chocolate. <laughs> yeah, chocolate's overrated. 
I'm a strawberry. I'm a banana man. Love a straw milk. Uh, oh, I love a lime milk. I know that's uh, controversial, but I like it. It's not controversial. It's, it's fucking wrong. stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. That's the dumbest thing <laughs> you you've ever said. You don't mix dairy and citrus, Are dough. you fucking crazy? You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes so good. Are God's country, a, Greenville. God's milk, are, green milk. You are hmm? so wrong. <laughs> but it feels so right, yeah. doesn't it? So they had to sell the strawberry milk cow. No. To pay for the doctor and funeral expenses. They all worked hard to stay afloat, but it wasn't enough, and the family qu- quickly went broke and lost the farm. Annie's mother had to put her in the care of the local county's poor farm. Here she did a bit of schooling and learnt to sew. Poor farm? It's basically like an orphanage with a bit, bit of, okay. you know, but you do a bit of work as I well. I thought they were farming poor people, <laughs> which is odd and doesn't make sense because people don't grow in the ground Yeah, that they, I'm aware of. I mean, back then they didn't know that, though. Yeah, they didn't know where babies came from. <laughs> so this was the time in her life she did a bit of schooling and uh, learnt skills like sewing, which she became very good at. But from here she was hired out as a live-in helper in a family's home in a neighbouring county. I mean, yeah, I mean, having a living helper makes sense to me. Yes, yeah, If they're not living, you know? No live-in helper. Yes. Live Don't you think like if they were dying or dead? They'd be of no use. No, I think it's more of like a spiritual living. You know how some right. people just kind of coast through life. Get busy living. Yeah. Some people are just kind of, they just float along yeah. and they don't really have, they're not experiencing, they're not stopping to smell the roses. Mm. Annie is living. She's living. Uh, get busy help. living, get busy cleaning. She's lively. <laughs> You're on the clock. <laughs> Come on, Annie. Time's ticking. Annie, well, get your mop. <laughs> Anything you can mop, I can mop better. Yeah, you can, because that's your job. Get get to it. Now, in exchange for help watching over their young child, the family was supposed to look after her and help with her education. It sounded like a great arrangement. That, no. But in reality, it was anything but that. Oh. She was treated basically as a slave by an abusive family. Annie never revealed their names, but referred to them in her biogra- biography as the wolves. Oh. They worked her all day and locked her in cupboards as punishment. She later recounted her duties. She said, I got up at four o'clock in the morning, got breakfast, milked the cows, fed the calves, the pigs, pumped water for the cattle, fed the chickens, rocked the baby to sleep, weeded the garden, picked wild berries, got dinner after digging the potatoes for dinner and picking the vegetables, and then I would go hunting and trapping. Oh, my God. Mother wanted me to come home, but they wouldn't let me. I was held prisoner. They wrote all the letters to my mother telling her I was happy and going to school. Uh. So... It's terrible for her. One night she fell asleep while sewing, and as a punishment, Mrs. Wolf hit Annie and threw her out into the thick snow and locked the door. She was wearing barely any clothing and had no shoes on. She later recalled she tried to pray in the snow, being very religious, but her lips were frozen solid and she couldn't even make a noise. So Uh. it's terrible, and she had to endure this family for two whole years Mm. between the ages of 10 and 12. Oh, Jesus. At just 12 years old, she decided that she couldn't take any more of their abuse and ran away. She got to a train station but had no money for a ticket. A man took pity on her and bought her food and a train ticket. Literally a ticket to freedom. She never knew his name but never forgot this stranger's kind gesture. When Mm. she got home, she discovered her mother could still not afford to care for another child, so she had to go back to the poor farm once again, this time paying her way with her sewing abilities. Right. Mr. Wolf... The abusive guy came looking for her one day, but thankfully was turned away. Oof, thank God. To try and... Creepy that he was, like, going looking for her, though. No. Ugh. Oh, she stayed at the... For- Get uh- a new slave. Yeah. yeah. What, and it's, I'm... Well, you want the slave that ran away. 
Well, she doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Get a new slave. Mate, take a hint. I'm joking. <laughs> About which part? <laughs> so sorry. Don't get a new slave. <laughs> Treat people better. Then she wouldn't have run away. That's true. Slavery bad is what I'm saying. Okay. Sorry. Can we get that in writing? I'll tweet it. Okay. Good. <laughs> Capital letters. Hey guys. Tweet it now out of context, please. <laughs> hot take. Hi, hot take. Slavery's bad. Don't at me. Just quietly, uh, Greg Norman never got back to my tweet last week when I offered you up for uh, any comedy gigs that he might be booking. Jess, put you forward. Um, no, he didn't get back to you, Dave. But um, <laughs> oh, okay, good. His people are in talks with He's my people. Slid in. He slid into the DM, And you're going to be on his super yacht any time now. Good Look, to know. Dave, I won't confirm nor deny <laughs> there you can't. my appearance on a super yacht owned perhaps by a golf legend. Ooh, Tiger Woods. No, Dave, no, no, no. Well, so you will deny that bit. All right, Dave, on with the report. <laughs> All right, Annie Oakley, she stayed at the poor farm for another three years before finally being able to live with her mother at the age of 15. Well, this time her mother had married for a third time. But the family was still very, very poor with a large mortgage to pay, so Annie couldn't go to school. She had to work to support the family, putting down the sewing kit and picking up a a gun. gun. Oh, yay, I got it! (laughs) Annie, get your gun. Okay. (laughs) Why? What? It's a gun I sew. (laughs) I used my sewing skills. Yeah, she's come up with a new style of sewing. (laughs) She shoots, Bang! <laughs> shoots balls of wool into different garments. And she's still one of uh, America's most celebrated artists. Oh, incredible stuff. And Her installations. Yeah. Crochet installations made with a gun. Yeah. Mm, but what's it saying? Yeah. It's saying, oh, death. <laughs> it's saying bang. Quote, unquote, man. Bang. <laughs> From a young age, Annie was a gifted shot. At eight years old, she had picked up a gun for the first time and she killed a squirrel outside her house. Jesus. Nobody asked why the eight-year-old had a gun. A quote from Annie. It was a wonderful shot going right through the head from side to side. Yay. My mother was so... Is this a serial killer episode? Because this is how they often start. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, killing animals, yes. And, And, you know, bragging about it in a diary. I guess she probably is some sort of serial killer. Well, my mother was so frightened when she learnt that I had taken down the loaded gun and shot it that I was forbidden to touch it again for eight months. Forbidden. You're banned for eight months. (laughs) What an odd amount of time. But when you're eight years old and eight months, then you can shoot all the squirrels you like. You know the rules. It's like getting your first job, 14 Mm. and nine months. Yeah. So, so at Eight Eight and eight months for guns. At age 15, she took her father's old gun. Gone. Old gun. (laughs) That's how old this thing was. It was called a gun. Wow. The word has really transformed. (laughs) Pre-gun. This is a a, a pre-gun world. What do you call it? A gun. I love it. Okay. (laughs) good. She went out into the wilderness and began hunting. She sold the meat to an Ohio grocery store. (laughs) My gun was haunting. She sold the moit. That sounds real weird. To an Ohio grocery store. A merchant, Charles Katzenberger, bought all of the game Annie could provide, and he distributed it to local restaurants and hotels. She became the family's number one breadwinner, making enough money to pay off her mum's $200 mortgage. $200? Mm, $200 dues. Wow. What? I, I think I missed the era. This, this is, is like about the 1860s. 1860s. 200 bucks. Wow. Let's go back there. I'd be a fucking bajillionaire. Oh, mate. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I have at least $200. What? I'm not bragging. You've been holding out on me. I've been saving. Can you pay off my mortgage? You can get your own magnets for sure. No, I need donations. Put down the jug. All right, fine. Then for food. Do they not want me to eat in the trip? I mean, that $200 is going to get you magnets and food, I reckon. You I mean, you can buy a house in Ohio for that much money. That's true. Annie later wrote, Oh, how my heart leapt with joy as I handed the money to mother and told her that I'd saved enough to pay it off. That would be a good feeling. That would be a good feeling. But also, like, as you're getting the money, she's not giving it in installments. She's waiting until she's got the whole amount and then mm. she just slaps it on the table. That's, that's badass. Well, I might just bought the house by shooting shit. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. That eight months you took the gun off me cost us millions. <laughs> Mum, we'd have four houses by now. You really fucked up. Get out of my house. <laughs> That's right, my house. <laughs> yeah, she owns the house. Uh, it was seen as very unorthodox and improper for a teenage woman to be hunting, but Annie bucked the trend, and because of this and her prolific output of meat, she soon began making quite a name for herself around Greenville. As the meat lady. <laughs> Annie Meatly. Annie Meat Your Gun. No, it's not anything. <laughs> We're just throwing stuff out. It's no bad ideas. No bad ideas. No bad ideas, especially when it comes to musicals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is no bad ideas. Yeah, I've seen a few There's bad no business. Ideas. Like seen business. a few bad ideas. Yeah, but they all make it through, don't they? They do. They all true. make it through. There's no quality control. <laughs> In fact, there's no quality. <laughs> <laughs> You're a musical hater. Oh, yeah. For some reason I thought you liked musicals. No, he hates them. Mm, no. You love them. I don't mind them. I love them. Yeah. You're the one who loves them. Uh, okay. You take the realism out of theatre and you combine it with the worst songs. That episode of Buffy, <laughs> though, when they it was a music, there was a demon making them all sing, that was pretty good. God, mm. musical episodes of shows, that sucks. Yes. The Buffy one was... Anyway. There's no way it was good. <laughs> it was... It's like the Scrubs musical episodes. Like, come on. Yeah, I remember that. Don't remember the Buffy one, though. They did a Colin been Hay great. song. Yeah, that was cool. Mm. I like that Kellen Hay cameo. Mm. It's the first time I heard uh, Overkill, which is, is a in... bloody cracking tune. It's a great tune. Do you know who else is in um, Scrubs as a bit of a cameo? Brendan Fraser. <gasps> Brendan Fraser, the the subject of our podcast, Phrasing the Bar. Yep. <laughs> which we haven't really done an episode of yet. Well, but we're going. We're going to. <laughs> An entire Brendan Fraser. Yeah. We're going to watch Brendan Fraser movies. So it's sort of like your topic sort of drop off about the year 2002, <laughs> don't they? It drives up a little. <laughs> but before that. Before that, jeez. Oh, boy. Uh, we are in work. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Dave. Do go on. The Mummy was one of my favourite films growing up. My God. You have great taste. Thank you. <laughs> you have exquisite taste. <laughs> but imagine The Mummy. That's a musical. Oh, now that I can imagine. <laughs> anyway, I'm taking you back to the 1870s now. Shooting was a common spectator sport during this time, with so-called sharpshooters travelling the country to demonstrate their abilities and holding competitions. If you're good enough, you could make a living from these demonstrations and competitions. You would either get uh, money from people paying to watch you or you could win prize money. People would put down bets. Oh, one of these traveling sharpshooters was Frank E. Butler. Frankie Butler. Frank, Frank E. Yes, Frankie. Frankie Butler. Frankie Butler. That's a great name. <laughs> Born in Ireland in 1847, he was the oldest of five children and moved to, and moved with the family to America when he was 13. 
He worked some odd jobs and married a woman named Henrietta Saunders, with whom he had two children, but they later divorced. Oh, his divorce in 1870? Yeah. Crazy. out there, isn't it? That's hmm. out there. Well, that may be why he eventually developed a sharpshooting act and began to travel around America. He had to get away from something. Classic post-divorce behaviour. Yeah, we, all, we a, all lash out. Midlife crisis. Have, have a travelling Buy a motorbike. <laughs> yeah, some people get a motorbike. Some people start a travelling act. Some people date someone 30 years their junior. Or senior. Ooh, no. No? Just me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On Thanksgiving in 1875, Frank's act was travelling through southern Ohio. His big claim was that he could outshoot any challenger. Ooh. And when staying at a hotel in Cincinnati, some farmers told him of a great local shot that they thought could beat him. It was a little 15-year-old girl named Annie. Frank laughed when he heard of the challenger. But $100 was put on the line for the winner and he needed the money, so he accepted the challenge. Hundreds of people turned up to watch the match and when Frank's opponent appeared, she was only five feet tall and weighed about 100 pounds. She was, she's a very small lady. What's 100 pounds again? Don't worry, that's fine. Small. Small, yeah, I don't like know. Like 40 kilos or something? Yeah, right, okay. Naomi. <laughs> right. Yes. 45 kilos. Right. And she's only five foot tall and that is the, as tall as she, she will ever get. Right. So, so she's, she's, yeah. She's a little firecracker. Cool. Uh, they, so he was really taken off guard when this tiny lady comes out. They were to compete in a bird shooting competition. Both shooters went shot for shot, each hitting 24 birds in a row. Whoa. But then old mate Frank missed the 25th. Yeah, Frank E, you idiot. Yeah, you idiot. Frank E, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish that, that was a heck of a story. Yeah. And he um, later recalled. You'd, you'd be, you would do so well back then. Yeah, I'd kill. <laughs> I'd kill as a heckler oh. at a travelling gun show in 1782 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so Frank missed Annie, Annie later recalled that when he missed She stopped, thought to herself I'm going to win Oh no, I don't think that And then she shot a 25th bird and did win Yeah, Annie Rather than Annie co- eats shit <laughs> These are the, they, So they've got like birds and they let I, them go Yeah, it's pretty Doves, awful I It's hope. pretty fucking awful Symbols of peace Yeah <laughs> What are we talking, emus? How big are these birds? Emus Emus Birds were huge back then. <laughs> they were a real big deal. <laughs> really, really big. <laughs> Some of the biggest stars on the scene. Yeah. And they were shooting them. <laughs> the only way to become more famous than the bird was to kill that kill bird. Kill the bird, right. <laughs> Rule of the jungle. Yeah. The bird jungle. I get it. So Frankie lost. But rather than crack it, Frank did the opposite and fell instantly in love with Annie. Sure. Um, what kind of love? Like admiration? For a child. Admiration. Being good at shooting. Oh, yeah. How old's he? He's 10 years older than her. Okay. He Which are... is like fine na- now in our age bracket, I mean. Yep. 15 to 25, nah. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> different time. Offering her tickets to his next shooting show, he courted her for a time. In his professional shooting act, he was assisted by a dog, a French poodle named George. Which he would shoot every day. <laughs> He's okay, folks. It's all part of the act. You see later backstage, the dog George is having a smoke on air. It's just it's a living, you know. It's you play dead every day. I go town to town. I, I go up there. I, I go down. When the bang happens, I go down and I'm dead. You know, that's, that's a living, you know. I make a, make a, make a couple of, make a can or two of dog food a day. But uh, I'm smoking. 
Is that the pipe he's got? I'm smoking my You're pipe. You're holding it like a joint, but I'm, it's... I'm smoking a joint pipe, all right? <laughs> I'm going to ask, is this because I said he was a French poodle? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know about it. I don't know. I'm not what sure. You, what are you questioning me for? My parents were French, okay? Am I French? I am a little bit French. I forgot, yeah. Sometimes it slips out. <laughs> Look, this next sentence isn't going to be surprising. <laughs> Annie fell for George the dog. Not surprising. <laughs> that isn't surprising. So he's a real charmer. He's a real charmer. So Frank courted Annie by sending her letters and cards signed by George. Okay. This is... That is cute. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> that could have gone either way. Eventually, she fell for him and a year later, now 16, they married. So, sorry, by this stage, she has fallen for Frank and not the dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, she initially fell for George. Yes. Then it became then, a menage then, a trois. Then she found out that, that she was being catfished and that Frank was pretending to be George. <laughs> yeah. oh, and then she was mad for a bit. Catfished as a dog. And then she realised it was sweet. She was dogfish. So Frank was constantly <laughs> <laughs> Frank was constantly jealous, so he, he let George go in some woods one day. Just <laughs> left him there. <laughs> That didn't happen. Uh, but she was finally able to get away from her life of poverty in Greenville. Yeah. And now she had a dog. For the next six years. Instant family. And a husband. But more so the dog. Also a husband dog. Yeah, dog husband. A dustbind. A dustbin. <laughs> a dustbin. <laughs> That's where they come from. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are married to the job. She's married to the dog. That's part of the job. Uh, for six years, Annie supported her husband as he performed with his shooting partner, John Graham, staying in the background and not performing. So she was classic, you know, not part of the show. But one night on the road, John Graham got sick and Annie stepped in as her husband's assistant, basically holding up things for him to shoot at. Great. Isn't that wild? So she beat him at shooting. And then she went to the background. Yeah, yeah because that was a different time. Oh. So it's his, it's his jo- her job now in this act to hold stuff up to shoot. God, you'd really have to trust him. But on this particular... I'd swip it around. Yeah. Swip it and swap it around. If Like, I'm a better shoot than you. Remember that bird you missed? No, How but- about you hold it and I'll shoot the target? Do My I- husband, whatever <laughs> you, your name is. You hold the emu and I'll shoot. Yeah. <laughs> on this night, oh no, Dave. But on this night, he kept missing. Fortunately, he wasn't hitting Annie. He was just missing the targets. Someone from the crowd, possibly a time-travelling Matt Stewart, heckled Frank and yelled, let the woman shoot, probably joking. Because they thought that'd be really funny yeah, to th- see a woman. Yeah, thought it would be really funny. That, like, was, yeah. that wasn't me, Dave. They thought it was... <laughs> let the woman shoot. So, Frank, let the woman shoot. And Annie didn't... What a progressive husband! <laughs> Annie didn't miss a single shot, hitting the flames off of candles, uh, shooting at playing cards, and even lit cigarettes in her husband's mouth. Oh my no, god! No, oh, I don't. You people are idiots. Don't do that. Imagine, imagine how your face. Slightly too high, your nose is gone. I mean, I mean, it's side on. She's not aiming. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's making it look like she's shooting through the cigarette into his teeth. Yeah, I mean that. That feels risky. This way, this way, but still slightly too high. Top of your nose is gone. I hope it's a long cigarette. Mm. So she was a real success. From then on, Annie was part of the show and eventually became the show as her husband stopped hanging out with John Graham and, oh, be- poor John. and eventually became her manager and assistant. 
Oh. The husband was the assistant, which was a big shift in norms for the Victorian society. But Frank was a big supporter of his wife and also an astute businessman who recognised his wife's talent. From then on, he was more of a background figure, but he never, you know, shied away from that. He was happy for his wife to be the star. I want a Frank. <laughs> yeah. Letting her have a career, <laughs> supporting her. Get out of town. I can't handle it. You're setting a very high standard here, Jess. I know. Supporting the partner. Oof. But I'm not going <laughs> to rest until I find that. Good luck. Good luck. 150 alone. years later, Jess, not much has changed. <laughs> it was around this time that Annie adopted the professional name of Oakley. There's a few theories as to where Oakley came from. The most common suggestions seem Wrap to be... Wrap around sunglasses. <laughs> she was sponsored. Sponsorship deal. Yeah. Originally, it was she was Annie Rayban. What's her husband's <laughs> surname? Frank... His name? Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, I can't even remember his fucking name. No, sorry, Frank. Frankie. Frankie Butler. 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 So her 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 name away from the circuit is Annie Butler. Yeah, okay. But when she's on stage, she's Annie Oakley. And the, the most common theories are that it was either the name of her paternal uh, paternal grandmother was Oakley, mm-hmm. or that it comes from the town of Oakley in Ohio. Oh, or the suburb of Oakley in Melbourne. Wow. Yes. Many theories. Mm. Probably the Melbourne one. Many answers. All the sunglasses. All the sunglasses. Actually, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I beg your pardon. Yes, it's definitely she, sunglasses. She, she was trying to come up with a name when she bumped into a speed dealer. Yeah. And he said, can I give you some speed? Uh, if you buy a certain amount, you get free sunglasses. Yeah, free sunglasses. <laughs> I'll throw in some sunnies for free. The favorite part about uh, Oakley is that for a time they were extremely cool. Yes. Now they're probably extremely uncool. Yet the price has stayed very high. Yes. I think they, they, you know, they're just cool in certain demographics. Speed My brother, Jeff's <laughs> brother, not a speed dealer, still wears them for some reason. I don't, when did that become the? I think probably stereotypes like the speed dealer, <laughs> wrap around sunglasses, probably didn't help help their brand. Yeah, no. speed dealer chic really went out of fashion. <laughs> it was a tough life on the road for the couple, travelling by train from town to town, performing their shooting act in popular variety shows that featured several different acts, like uh, acrobats, strongmen, singers, dancers, people doing uh, early comedy acts, you know, oh. there'd be an MC, that kind of thing. A lot of the acts had near or implied nudity. They're a little bit risque, very risque for the time, I should say. And being a conservative Quaker, Annie feared being thought of as a, quote, loose woman. That was no, a big no, fear. No. Sure. Which What? Did that used to be a negative? Loose is like, I would say, call me loose and I will say, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're such a loose unit, Matt. <laughs> Stop it. Thank you. But back then in the 1800s, not so good. Not so great. Not so good to be seen that way. Especially if you're quite conservative as she is. Oh, yeah, right. I guess yeah, that's still probably the case. Uh, being a skilled seamstress, she designed and made her own stage outfits. All very conservative, her le- arms and legs all fully covered. She was extremely conservative in her attire, and this really helped build her onstage persona, a tiny, quiet woman who could shoot better than most people in the whole world. Mm. It was an entertaining combination. Yeah. So she'd sort of come out, and she comes out, she'd blow kisses to the crowd, be very ladylike, and everyone would be like, what's going on here? And then she'd pull out a gun and just... Fucking shoot the shit out of everything and sort of like blow the roof off every venue. Yeah, I, it's a. I'm guessing this isn't in, in the round. 
right? Like Fuck the crowd. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> like a circus. <laughs> the cheap seats. The cheap seats behind the lit cigarettes. It's like the splash zone slash yeah. murder zone. If, you, if you're wearing, if you sit in the front row, yeah, pull up your plastic because there will be blood. <laughs> You know how it says, like, like on theatre, like, maps when you're booking tickets, it says obstructed view? Yeah. It's obstructed because you've been shot in the eye. Yeah. It's not but only a... one eye and you will survive it. And she meant it. <laughs> if she wanted to shoot you in the eye, she would. Eventually, Annie and Frank's hard work paid off when they got a contract with a family-orientated circus. It was a better show to be a part of, but the pay was still a bit dodgy, sort of sometimes not coming through, but it was 40 weeks of solid touring work, Oof. so they jumped at it. That's a lot of weeks. Constantly touring, yeah. on the road all the time. At least you're together. That's nice. It's an adventure. Yeah. Eventually the show wrapped up, and just when they were thinking they'd have to go back to these seedy variety shows that they hated, something new came along. <gasps> what was it? What happened was on the same week that the circus wrapped up in New Orleans, another show came to town, Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show. Cool title, right? That is a cool title. <laughs> Named after its founder, Buffalo Bill Cody. So Buffalo, because Buffalo Bill, I've heard of that. That's yeah, a, Buffalo that's a, Bill. That's a guy. And the ice creams that we have here, Buffalo Bills, is a pun on his name. Yeah. Right. You know, you know how the ice cream, so basically it's an ice cream with chocolate, whatever, strawberry, fucking the best. And then uh, it, he wears like a cowboy hat. Yeah. Because that's Buffalo Bill. Yeah. And it's Buffalo Bill because the nose is a piece of bubble gum. Yep. I love that. Buffalo Bills, yeah, that was a childhood favorite. So the Wild West show made by Buffalo uh <laughs> Bubble Bill himself. <laughs> the World West Show. Founded by Bubble Bill. <laughs> he had a son called Buffalo Bill. <laughs> and uh, it was the first of its kind and proved to be incredibly popular. It was a kind of variety show, but it told the story of the Wild West. Buffalo Bill himself was a legendary figure, starting out as a bison hunter. That's what he got, got his name. And then uh, being part of the US Civil War. He deserves his own episode. He's It's a bit of a character. Mm. Isn't it funny, though, that he was this genuine dude and then he... The way cashing in on that was to travel around doing a, a variety show. Yeah. I'm a famous cowboy. Now I'm going to... Two, gonna... three, four. <laughs> 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 yeah, I used to do this for real. Now I do it for... That's so real. Yeah, for all your sweet cash. But basically, so he's like an old figure famous from the Wild West and the cities which were becoming more, you know, like modern cities, they still had this fascination with the Wild West. Right. A so these, fascination. A fascination. Basically, there'd be a fashion show. Oh. And then they'd be fascinated. <laughs> so basically, they'd bring the ta- the sh- these shows to the big cities and everyone would be like, oh, I guess this is what the Wild West was really like. Uh, and in fact, so... The circus is wrapped up. Buffalo Bill's in town. They're like, well, let's ask if we can be part of this show. So they ask Buffalo Bill and they ask if Annie could shoot in his show. But he's already had a famous sharpshooter by the name of Captain Bogardus. Which not is, as good. Well, that is a great name. No, nah, but it's not as good as Annie, get your gun. Captain Bogardus. Bogardus. Did she think she could compete with him? Hmm? Captain Bogardus? I really thought everyone would jump on that name. I, when I heard it, I, I took a good five-minute break. You thought, I've earned a break here. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Had a twirl. God, it was good. You had a twirl. you'd spun around. Yeah. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> uh, sadly. <laughs> so. I'm just imagining other people in Dave's house just hearing a <laughs> boo and being like. Oh, is that a little break? <laughs> oh, Dave's read something interesting. He's eating a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> is that a twirl? <laughs> yes. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. 
This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stress <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively and that had been affecting me and that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious, I'm not sorry. But I did take the last biscuit. He, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, So... so, so Sadly, Annie and Frank had to go back to Ohio to rejoin the CD, CD variety circuit because Captain Bogardus was already shooting. Sure. But just when they thought they hadn't got what seemed like their dream gig, Buffalo Bill's steamboat sank on the Mississippi. Hooray! Captain Bogardus lost all of his guns and had to quit the show. Wow. I mean, get new guns. I know. Did Annie get his guns? Bogardus get new guns. Well, Annie and Frank immediately, they heard about it. They wired Buffalo Bill and asked for an audition. Buffalo Bill was sceptical. He'd heard Annie was a good shot, but being a shooter himself, he wondered if such a tiny woman had the stamina to perform night after night. Nevertheless, he granted her an audition, which she didn't even need because Buffalo Bill's uh, manager, Nate Salisbury, just happened to watch her practising before her official audition, and she was so good that he hired her on the spot. Oh, that's That's cool. I mean, great. (laughs) <laughs> it's so great. So Annie Oakley joined <laughs> Buffalo Bill's Wild West show in 1885. <sighs> she started out low on the bill but soon became an audience favourite. She she was a great showwoman, as I said before. She could uh, throw six balls into the air, glass balls, which were filled with powder, so when she shot them they exploded and it looked really quite cool. She threw six balls into the air and then could pick up a gun and shoot them before any of them hit the ground. Wow. She shot with both her left and right hands and even backwards over her shoulder using a mirror to aim. What? She was so accurate that she could shoot a playing card held sideways and split it in two. No! Like the thinnest 
possible way you can hold a card. Someone would bravely hold that up and she would shoot it in two She's at just, a distance. You, do, you only have to be, her to have like a... An off night. An off <laughs> night or just even an off moment when yeah. she's not fully concentrating. Or someone like yell something, a little bit of distraction, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about this lately because friends and my brother as well recently, like tradies and people who work with power tools every day, nearly everyone I know has done your i don't know if your brother's done this but they've they've had a, a slight um uh concentration lapse and put a drill through their hand mm, or, or like a nail, nail gun. gun yeah my brother uh the other day um put his thumb th- uh through a grinder oh down to the bone tendon coming out he had to he sort of <laughs> had to get all that fixed up apparently Apparently the doctor's like, do you want to see your tendon? He's like, sure. I'm like, what? I would not be looking, no. My brother shot himself in the hand with a nail gun. Yes, it's just just something like you work with these things every day and these people are all very good with their tools, I'm sure. But you just have one little moment and she must have had those moments. Surely. She's the best, guys. She's amazing. The best. That's so cool. Oh, but is your brother's thumb all right? Will it work normally? uh, I guess I hope so. (laughs) The tendon is coming out. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. No. But it's all, I saw him yesterday and it's all um, wrapped up. Oh, I've got, a, I took a photo of us doing the thumbs up. <laughs> they on a post it saying that I uh, took on my brother at a thumb war and uh, <laughs> very good content. And let's yeah, just say I ripped out his tendon. <laughs> How violent would the thumb war have to be? Well, uh, it was to the death. Your the th- death of the thumb. Your thumb, thumb war secret weapon is an ankle grinder. Yeah. Ankle grinder? Yeah. Well, I mean, you grind their ankles, they fall to the ground, you pin them. Bang, got them. Uh, so got in Annie Oakley's opening season with Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, she was seen by 150,000 people. Wow. She got such great reviews that she was moved up the bill and became one of the headline acts. The next season was on Staten Island in New York and was seen by half a million people. Holy shit. Which at the time was the most popular show in New York City's history, with Annie almost as famous as Buffalo Bill Cody himself. The next shows were at Madison Square Garden. Annie Oakley was becoming... Madison Square Garden? How long does that go back? it must be really old. I was a modern building. Wow. She was becoming a genuine American superstar. I was just, I just had to double check this because when you said 1885, that's the year that oh uh, Marty God. McFly goes back oh. to the Wild West in, um, in Back to the Future 3. Oh, is Buffalo Bill Cody in it at all? Because he's one of the most famous figures yeah, from the Wild I, West. But there are those things, there are like shooting things and there's a bit, they build up to a scene where there is a, like a, a, a jewel sort of thing. Mm. But there's also, there's a fair where they're selling guns and they've got shooting games and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Just a little throwback to an old episode we did about the Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah, I thought 80, 1885 because that movie set in 1985 and they go back to 1955 and they also go into the future in uh, 2015 and back to 1885. It doesn't matter. No, that's... <laughs> Obviously, I've got a long way through that before I realised <laughs> that it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're committed to the years. Yeah. And I like that. Well, throughout her life, Annie got to meet some amazing uh, famous people, including Sitting Bull. Sitting Bull was the most distinguished and famous Native American Indian leader of his generation. It was his political influence that had drawn so many tribes and families together at the Little Bighorn in 1876. Uh, He was generally credited 
or blamed for, depending on whose side you're on, with the defeat of Custer, often called Custer's Last Stand. So I'm just trying to paint the picture. He's a really, really famous guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In March at St. Paul, Minnesota, Sitting Bull watched Annie and Frank perform. He was enthralled by her skills and her personality, and he arranged to meet her. He called her Watanya Cecilia, which is Lakota for Little Sure Shot. This would go on to become one of her most famous nicknames. Little Sure Shot. Given the nickname by Sitting Bull. Uh, the Annie Oakley Foundation writes, The following year, Sitting Bull travelled with Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. There he and Annie became friends and he adopted her not only as a member of the Hunk Papa Lakota, but also as a daughter. Annie took the honour seriously and wrote of Sitting Bull as her adopted father. Oh, that's nice. So they became really quite close. So everything's going great for Annie now. What do we need to spice up this story? Oh, no. How about a rival? Ooh. Ooh. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny Jokely. <laughs> Is it Jenny Jokely? I didn't think she was around back then. No, she wouldn't be born for several decades. <laughs> <laughs> so in eighteen eighty seven, Buffalo Bills show sailed from New York to England to perform at Queen Victoria's Golden Jubilee. Cool. Wow. What an honor to be invited. Just sort of shows how famous they're, they're becoming. And this wasn't just a small representation of Buffalo Bill's show. No, he was bringing the entire thing. Performers and animals he took included cowboys, sharpshooters, musicians, Native American Indians, 180 horses, 18 buffalo, 10 elk, 10 mules, 5 Texas steers, and a Deadwood stagecoach. Wow. So everything. Uh, it's basically Noah's Ark, but Buffalo Bill style. Sure. During their journey, for two days, a storm pummeled and rocketed the steamship, causing Cody and nearly every other passenger to become violently seasick, all except for little Annie Oakley. Of course. Legend. Because she's short, close to like a lower centre of gravity. Yeah, yeah right. less she's... movement. Yeah. She just shot at the waves. But also she's just a badass probably. She's just a badass. Like, uh, shot at the waves. <laughs> pew, pew. Um, and I read that Bang. in an article that was more about Buffalo Bills travelling. It wasn't even on Annie Oakley. I read that and I was like, surely that's just pumping up the legend. But it wasn't even an article about how cool yeah. Annie Oakley was. So I thought, so take it at face value, I do. That's cool. Uh, so Annie and Frank were on board, but so was Buffalo Bill's new shooting protege, a 15-year-old from California named Lillian Smith. Another girl too. Mm. She was a sharp shooting sensation and she knew it. On the boat ride over, she was heard bragging, now that I'm in the Wild West show, Annie Oakley is done for. Okay, well, I mean, I mean, half of why people like Annie is the attitude, and you're just being a little shit, Lillian. Yeah, the absolute opposite attitude. I think you can go fuck yourself. I'm going to call well. it now. Lillian's a little bitch, and I hate her. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about it. Lillian's Great. uniform had champion rifle shooter of the world written oh, across it. Oh, get fucked, Lillian. And she billed herself as the champion. Buffalo billed herself. <laughs> she buffalo billed herself. <laughs> As the champion girl shot. Get fucked. She shot with rifles, whereas Annie mostly shot with shotguns. That was the different right. different weapon that they mostly used. Annie Oakley disliked Smith from the beginning. Of course she did. She's a little bitch. For one thing, Annie <laughs> For one thing, Annie didn't like the little bitch. But also she didn't like the term champion. Yeah. I mean, it's not a fucking competition. You're giving there, yourself right. that title anyway. You haven't earned it. Yeah. And also, oh, then again, she's fifteen. You know, we all go through things at 15. She's 15 as Her well. Her hormones are... Which is when Annie started out at right. 15. Annie refused to use the word champion to describe herself, despite probably being the best shooter you know, in the country at the time. More importantly, Lillian Smith was in Annie's eyes an immoral flirt. 
anything but ladylike. Tut, tut. Tut, tut. Lillian. How do you feel about it now, Jess? An immoral flirt. <laughs> not on. <laughs> that is not okay. You're sticking fat. I'm sticking fat? Is that not a phrase you're familiar with? It Probably, is Possibly now. in 1885. Sticking fat. Yeah. Just means same, but like holding your ground. Yes, yes, of course I am. At this stage in the story, Annie is twenty-six, but when this fifteen-year-old starts coming along, they've she... been married for like ten years. Yeah, at twenty-six, that's fucked. <laughs> when this fifteen-year-old comes along, so she doesn't look old. She starts billing herself as being only twenty years old because she doesn't want to look uh-huh. like a grandma in comparison to this new protege. Mm. Uh, when the show opened in London, Oakley and Smith were given equal billing on the poster. Oh, dear. A slap equal in buffalo the... billing. <laughs> Can't believe I missed that. Yeah, that was, that's embarrassing for you, Dave. Which is, it's a real slap in the face to me, but this is also a real slap in the face to Annie Oakley. Yeah. She is, Where the fuck she's nationally famous. Fuck off, Lillian. Bitch. Bitchlian. <laughs> Our pun work is... <laughs> Extreme. Matt is hating me rag on this child, and I think that's making it more fun for me. Oh, yeah. This is a classic Bindi situation. You don't situation. like it when I call her a bitch, do you? Look, no, hey, you do what you got to do. All right, I'll try. I'll find other words. Dave, continue, please. Lillian Smith, describe her in one word. Cow. Nice. Better? Cowgirl. Cowgirl. Uh, tw- so they got to London. They performed for 28,000 people, and many more were turned away. Huge. So it's all part of the Golden Jubilee celebration, which is many celebrations for Queen Victoria over many nights. At this Golden Jubilee performance, the one they were doing were the Kings of Belgium, the King of Denmark, or the I should have said Kings of Belgium and Denmark. Not Belgium had one king, <laughs> uh, as well as uh, <laughs> there was a first uh, uh, same-sex couple in the uh, kingdom. Two kings, really? Yeah, I hope to, that happens one day. Oh, that'd be that'd great. Be a, mate, that'd be the best. To me, the the real King of Belgium is. Hercule Poirot. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> yes. Oui. Also in attendance was uh, Oscar Wilde. Oh, yeah, I've heard of him. Mm. Yeah, I've heard of him. Um, I've heard how he checked his wit at the uh, hotel, famously. Declared his wit at customs. Yes, I believe it was customs. That's right. At the airport. As a weapon? Yeah, something like that. Cool. I've never heard... Do you have anything to declare? Only my wit. <laughs> right this way, sir. We'll be looking Oscar, through your bags. Oscar, you <laughs> yeah. devil. Please sir, look. you've been selected for a random... T- Got a cavity search. <laughs> yeah, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> we are going to bring you down. This okay. is a gen- genuine question. Stop fucking about. <laughs> we are going to check all of your cavities. For wit and otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, do you have anything to declare? Well, I am da bomb. <laughs> All right, mate, we are definitely taking the joke. Yeah, that is that is so stupid. Why you would cannot you joke that? about a bomb in an airport. <laughs> so before the show, the show was so well received that Queen Victoria herself requested a private show. Ooh. So the Queen and her twenty-five person entourage were the only ones in attendance lap at a dance. At a pardon? They all got lap dances. <laughs> Private well, show. I imagine that would have been so weird performing because there was 25 people in a venue that holds tens of thousands. Yeah. Oh, weird. Hello, Victoria. Victoria, Victoria. But she loved it, Queen Victoria, and she asked to meet little Annie Oakley. Oh. The Queen had many questions for Annie Oakley. 
Uh, I stepped near, Annie Oakley recalled, and she asked me when I was born, at what age I took up shooting and several other questions, and finished by saying, you are a very, very clever little girl. <laughs> she's 26? Yeah, she, I, I don't know if she lied to the Queen, because yeah. remember she's telling everyone she's 20. When right. were you born? Uh, 20 years ago. Been married for 10 years. <laughs> What's your star sign? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, I mean, you probably keep the same birthday, I reckon. <laughs> I'm, I'm lying to the Queen. I've panicked. <laughs> Panic line. January the 6th, 2008. So, I'm 10. <laughs> I'm only 10. I'm a time traveler. <laughs> Phew, got out of it. Phew. <laughs> got away with that, that one. That explained many things. <laughs> well, love, to me, very, very clever little girl. That, that seems quite patronizing. Very patronizing. To be called, but this is um, Annie Oakley recalling it. To be called clever by Queen Victoria meant the highest compliment. And with that, thank you, Your Majesty. I bowed myself out. Yes. No, yeah, that's nice. There you go. I was in England, Buffalo Bills team were invited to compete in the prestigious Wimbledon rifle competition. The big... That's what the tennis <laughs> tournament used to be. They shoot it the evolved balls. over time. <laughs> uh, it was the biggest shooting competition in England. Biggest shitting competition? <laughs> yeah. Like what measured on how big the shit was or just the competition was big? Both. It was on style and flair. (laughs) Right this way, sir. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He filled that cup. Why is he shitting into a cup? I don't know. That's that's how they used to do it. (laughs) It was the biggest shooting competition in England, and it was an honour for these Americans to be invited to perform. (laughs) So Lillian Smith, the young, the cow, the foot. And uh, Annie Oakley went along. Lillian Smith shot first and shot terribly. Ha! Oh, jeez. So she was, it was all the front. Of course it was. She's an idiot. And she left in a huff. That's Annie like competed it. the next day and did extremely well, despite Lillian being the rifle expert. So it's a rifle competition and oh. Annie's a shotgun expert and she still outshot her. Boom! Boom, Lillian. She was talking big. She felt, you know, insecure. Matt, don't you fucking side with that piece of work. In fact, Annie shot so well that Annie Oakley began to receive more press than Buffalo Bill himself and a bit of a rift began to develop. Oh, no. It's his show. Yeah. But she's sort of, you know, in all the papers. Then the papers started to talk of a rift between Annie and Lillian and Bill. So there's sort of, you know, a lot of gossip going on. Mm. Oh, but it's not amazing they're in the papers. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing there's a gossip columnist back then. Yeah. <laughs> After two and a half years with the show, Annie decided to leave the Wild West uh, Buffalo Bill show, following their last London show. So oh, we're doing our last London show <laughs> sometime. <laughs> nice. Are we going to call it Are the Phoenix in London? That's going to be our last ever show. Ah, uh, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant of that tour. Oh right. I was just trying to draw a parallel. Last show of, like, of that particular tour is going to be in London. Yeah, yes. it was unnecessary in a lot of ways. Yeah, Sorry. in a lot of ways. A little quick time out for me. Just, no night. All right. No night. Oh, I thought it was good. You got to plug in for the London show. That's, yeah, great. That's good. Always good to remind yeah. them. Time out over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to sell some tickets. Woo! So she's left the show. Annie did bits of uh, work here and there with circuses and other Wild West shows over the next year because there's other rival Wild West shows. Buffalo Bill is just the famous one. Mm. Uh, she was starting to think her career had really stalled when out of nowhere Buffalo Bill called her up and asked her to perform with him in Paris. So it was Paris. About, Paris, about a year later. Annie was very surprised, but they happily repaired their relationship. Aww. Young Lillian Smith had by now left the show 
which may have been why Bill needed Annie so badly. Well, it feels like just good business from Bill to have his star in his show. Yeah, like if she's getting a lot of attention. That's good. Good. That's good for you. Buffalo Bill- Dill, more like yeah. it. I think Bill had to swallow a bit of a bit of pride. Yeah. Call up and be like, look, the sh- all right, they're talking about you because you are the show. Yeah. Yeah. So even over 100 years later, the Annie Oakley Centre Foundation is still taking shots at Lillian Smith, the young lady. <laughs> it says this on their website. In 1888, Smith ran off with a cowboy and surfaced a year later in the United States with her skin artificially darkened, calling herself Princess Winona, the Indian girl shot. Oh, oh, dear. That's yeah. weird. That's very weird. I think that's the foundation just being sort of really... Uh, so they had spray tans back down. then. I don't know how she's artificially darkening her skin, but that's what she... According to yeah. the Annie Oakley Foundation, who are very anti-Lillian Smith, I will say. Right. Fair enough. I'm on their side. <laughs> the Wild West show was in Paris for Expo 1889, the event that the Eiffel Tower was originally built wow. for. Wow. That's cool. Wow. I love that. For some reason, that made me That's cool. Go. That's cool. I'd love to do an Eiffel Tower episode. So it was originally built just for, it was supposed to be dismantled after mm. people went through. What? Because people hated it at the time. And then they found that it would, could be used as a good aerial, apparently. And that's that was one of the reasons why it, it still exists. And that- uh, it, it was also a huge success because over 32 million visitors to the city came that year. And attendees include previous report topics, uh, Vincent van Gogh and Thomas Edison. Oh, wow. Man. I've seen it, so me as well. You seen it? You were at a pub, weren't you? So Matt's seen it from a pub. Yeah. I think he's talking about this specific time. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying in general, I've I, seen it. I know. Uh, I've been. I've. I've seen it a few times. I've never been up it, um, but I. I've been I, up it. I read a book. I've never uh, been underneath up it. it on the you know that grassy oh, area. I was just yeah, I just had this nice. afternoon just chilling out reading a book. I know it was pretty nice. A beautiful summer's day. That's a great. It's day. a real nice memory. I bought a ticket to go all the way to the top, and then because there's like two spots you can stop, and I got to the like middle level. I was like, "That's enough. I'm not going up right up." Oh no, very high. That's high. Yeah, okay, it's very I, big. I I normally feel I get to the top of those things. I'm like, "Oh, this building's famous because you look at this building, not yeah. from what you see from it." So I I normally just I like to see them. It was yeah. cool to be near it. Yeah. But yeah, going up. But I, just, I think it was just because the lift you're in is really rickety, and I didn't trust it going up to the top. The queues are so always so long. Yeah. I did one of the New York big buildings, the uh, maybe the Rockefeller Center. I went up to the top of that, and that was mm-hmm. kind of cool. But it's just like, all right, I've, I've queued to be, go up in a building. Yeah, it's a nice view up here. But I, I love a good view. Yeah. Having said that, I didn't go up the Eiffel Tower, but I love a good view, especially mm-hmm. of a, a classic city like Paris. I, that's it. I'm going back to Paris, and I'm going up there. All right. Oh, maybe. Maybe, See ya. Maybe at the end of our tour, I'll just hop on over to Paris. Okay. Oh, fine. Oh, yeah. That's fine. See ya. Matt and I can just fly home together. Yeah. Do you want to come to Paris? No, no, I don't want to be just... just... I don't want to afterthought. Yeah. Geez, well, I'd rather go with seconds. friends, to be honest. Well, And we... I consider oh, you friends. After our intensive course, you're going to meet some friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good day. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's pretty good. I've been reading the pamphlet. Nice. Uh, so the Wild West show was in Paris. It was hugely popular and Annie Oakley was, again, the talk of the show. She's a star. The uh, king, and because there's a lot of famous people in town watching her, the king of Senegal in Western Africa offered to buy Annie for 100,000 francs to shoot the lions that devastate his country's villages. Sorry, who is he buying her from? <laughs> I don't know. Bill really or her husband? Or yeah. herself? Herself? 
I want to buy you. Yes, yeah, but weird. I think it the wasn't... word you're going for is like hire. Yeah. Maybe. No, I saw the, buy. Re- the report I read was he wanted to buy her, not hire you. That's buy. fucked. Uh, I'm gonna let you know that he she politely declined to be bought. So he was trying to buy her off herself. Yeah. How do you separate yourself from yourself? I mean, there could have been a, a, t- a bad translation, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually just asking to go out for a banana sundae. And uh, she said no, but she loved banana sundaes. I know, so that, that was, was a real. Well, real I love teeth. banana sundaes. Do I haven't you? had one in so long, but what a combination. Like you got ice cream, split? you got banana. That's what I meant to say. Yes, that's fine. Damn it. Mm, I love a Sunday too. Um, so it all went well in Paris. Annie toured Europe for three years following the expo and they went to all the, the major cities. There's a photo that I've seen. It's a, obviously a very old photo, but they're in the Colosseum performing in Rome, which is so cool. That's amazing. I'd love to do a live podcast in the Colosseum, just putting it out there. Italy. Italy, are you listening? You may at us. <laughs> I mean, I imagine we could just take a recorder in there and huddle in a corner. Yeah, we definitely could. Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's huddle. All right, following our London show, we'll go to Paris, then to Rome. Yep, great. Uh, much was written about her every city she went to. Much of it was also made up, but it helped to grow her legend. Started, you know, having mm. a, her origin story became crazier and crazier in many uh, newspapers. Any publicity is good publicity. Mm. Well, you say say. that. you say that. You say that. Uh-oh. Annie continued to tour throughout the 90s, being as popular as ever until 1901 when a train she was on was involved in a head-on collision. She survived but suffered a spinal injury and decided to retire from the Wild West show. Instead, she turned to acting and started in a play that also showed off her shooting talents. So it was a bit of acting, a bit of shooting. Great. A bit easier for her. She didn't have to travel as much, that kind of thing, with her spinal injury. The show received rave reviews, but just when she thought her acting career was really taking off, her name began to appear in the papers but for all the wrong reasons. No. This is the bad publicity thing. Two of William Randolph Hearst's Chicago newspapers ran a story about how Annie Oakley had been arrested for theft and had turned to thievery to support her cocaine habit and was now in jail for the crimes. I was literally going to say drugs and I was going to be joking. It's true. It said that she was destitute and alone. It was all a lie. What? The headline ran, Famous woman crack shot... Steals to secure cocaine, which I can't believe they missed a crack pun. Yeah, that is very disappointing. Crack shot steals crack for crack, or takes a takes a shot at using crack. crack with In brackets, crack doesn't go well. Hearst <laughs> uh, was known for his sensational journalism, which often left out facts to sell papers. What had really happened to kick off this story in the first place was that a burlesque performer who was going by the name of Annie Oakley had been arrested for theft and imprisoned in Chicago. Uh, but the papers just ran the story as if it was Annie Oakley and had talked of a cocaine habit that she simply didn't have. Unfortunately for Annie, who remembers extremely conservative and, and a religious woman who thinks a lot about her, her reputation, mm. dozens of other newspapers around the country just regurgitated the story. So it became national news. Annie was devastated by the lies. The terrible piece nearly killed me, she recalled. The only thing that kept me alive was the desire to purge my character. End of quote. The piece really put her reputation and career in jeopardy. Annie herself contacted all the newspapers and most retracted the stories and many ran public apologies. But for Annie, this was not enough. She brought libel suits against every single paper that ran the story, asking for damages. One by one, she sued them all, obsessed with clearing her name. Over the next six 
years. Whoa. She travelled back and forth around the United States, taking 55 separate publications to court. It was the largest libel action in US history at that point. The newspaper magnate responsible for all this, and one of the richest men in America at the time, William Randolph Hearst, was happy to fight Annie in court. He even sent a detective to Ohio to dig up dirt on her, but found nothing because she was just a good person. It took six years, but Annie won 54 of the 55 cases. Hearst himself had to pay Annie the small fortune of $27,000. She had cleared her name, but after legal fees and expenses travelling, she actually lost money overall. Fuck. She didn't care because she won. It feels like that's an open and shut case. It's like there's no – she definitely never went to jail. There's no record of that. Yeah. Let's not waste everyone's time. Why does it have to be a court case? I know. What dirt could he pull up? Unless that dirt is, yes, she did go to jail for stealing <laughs> stuff to support her cocaine habit, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, but she one time uh, <laughs> she uh, took a chair Somebody else was saving that chair for their friend. <laughs> oh, okay. New bit of new info oh, here. Oh, this supports the crack theory. <laughs> yeah, maybe she did do cocaine. Off this chair. Mm. <laughs> Test the chair for crack. <laughs> In fact, don't worry. We'll assume. <laughs> Never mind. I, I assume there's Oh, she was crack she... until proven non-crack. <laughs> so she won, but it took a lot of energy and a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, she went back to the Wild West show one last time, but... By this time, the shows were no longer as popular. Movies had become the common way for people to experience the Wild West, and she retired in 1913. Frank and Annie tried to live a normal, quote-unquote, domestic life for a time, but found it boring and sold up and travelled. I love them. Now shooting and hunting for pleasure. Also, no kids. No kids. Which is just so, it's quite unheard of at the time. They're just like, they're just travelling, just living. Maybe oh, they my fi- God. figured out what was causing it. And just, <laughs> just didn't do and that. stopped it. Stopped it. Oh, he is husband goals. Frankie. Frankie. Butler. Frankie Butler. Uh, She was famous right up until she died and used her fame to promote women's fitness and taught thousands of women to shoot. She thought women should be able to. People didn't realise that, but she started Oz Aerobics. And, um, yeah, those early videos were all her. um, And do you know they found um, early blueprints of Zumba? Amongst her Really? Yeah. She's zombering with guns? Zumba, 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 zumba. Bang. Is that what you think zumba is? <laughs> yeah, it's all on the zumba. shoulders looking at Dave. And saying zumba, 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 zumba. <laughs> I mean, how else could that word possibly exist? Yep, you're mm. right. I'm zumbering <laughs> and zumba and stopping zumba. Well done, guys. You moved your shoulder once. Hit the showers. That was a great session. Of zumba. Of zumba. <laughs> Copyright. A zumba, 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 zumba. Whilst in action, she could in hindsight be pointed to as an early feminist. For example, when Prince Edward became King Edward VII in 1901 after Queen Victoria's died, Annie was presented to Prince Edward and Princess Alexandra after a performance of Buffalo Bill again. Mm. She made a statement about the democratic equality of American women. She ignored Edward's outstretched hand and first shook the hand of Princess Alexandra before going to the king, which was against protocol. She's just sticking it to the man. Right. Yeah, basically it's like, you're the king, but I'm going to go to your wife first. Yeah. Or I'm gonna, I, can't, I don't know if it's his wife or the younger sister. Or I'm going to go to the princess. Back then, in that royal family. <laughs> yeah. Could be all three. I know you only listed two things. Could be his daughter as well. Yeah. She also advocated for equal pay for equal work. So, you know, she fought a lot for women. However, 
One thing that I found very strange, she didn't think women should vote. So she wasn't an, a supporter of suffrage. But there you go. So she supported women on many, many, many fronts. I wonder what the, at the time. Yeah. logic there is. Possibly she just didn't believe in politics at all. Oh, yeah. Have you seen some of the arguments like the ads for that were anti-women getting the vote are so confusing. They're like... They'll either just be doubling up their husband's vote or negating it. So what's the point? That was like, one of the arguments against women getting the vote. It's like, that's anyone. What? Yeah, that's... Uh, there's two major parties and she could vote for either. Yeah, but if <laughs> What's she, the point? I mean, if she, if she votes, but if she votes the same as her husband, you know, they're just doubling the vote. And then if she votes against, negating it. So, you so... know, just let the husband vote. It doesn't make any That's sense. So- I just re- I just repeated exactly what I said the first time. So sorry. No, it was worth pointing out how dumb that is. I know. I, I, I don't think my head's got around it yeah. still. I like to think that if Annie Oakley was alive now, that she would see sense on that topic. But there you go. Uh, one of her last performances came at a charity event in 1922. She and Frank, by now her husband of 46 years, Aww. put on a show. And although she felt very rusty, the now whitehead 62-year-old Oakley still put on an amazingly reviewed show. Again, she was the day's star attraction. Oh. She hadn't public, publicly performed for a long time, but she still had it. 1922. That's cool. She was later. Uh, she was involved in another accident later that year. This time, a car car accident, and suffered a broken hip and ankles, mm. and never walked walked again without a leg brace. Before she died, she had her medals melted down, and she donated the money that they made to charity. Oh, oh the medals would have definitely been worth more if I not know, melted down. I know Annie Oakley's medals now would be <laughs> worth a lot, Annie. <laughs> uh, Annie Oakley died in her sleep on November the third, nineteen twenty-six. She was sixty-six years old. <gasps> 66, that's the year that the Saints won the Premiership, but not quite relevant. <laughs> no. <laughs> just is so disgusting. No, no, no. We just lost a legend. And Come I'm... on. No, so, I was sorry, Jess. weirdly pleased that, like, she died peacefully in her sleep. Not like oh, you kept thinking she, had, be... she was murdered or, like, yeah. she uh, was in a brutal accident and died instantly no, at the it's scene. Good, yeah, it's no like, oh, no gun just, accidents. Yeah, she no. just died in her sleep. Old woman at the time. Yeah. Now that's not old, but at the time, that's a pretty good life. That's a good innings. Especially with a, such a horrible childhood. Yeah. She really, really made rough. a lot of her life. Her husband, Frank, died just 18 days later. Oh, Someday, heart. some say he refused to eat after his wife died. He just oh. faded away. But he was 10 years older than her. Yeah, so he was 76. Wow. They were buried together in Greenville, Ohio, not far from Annie's childhood home. I cannot handle these two. They are my favourite. <laughs> Aren't they a great We've couple? We've got to go to Greenville oh. one day. Put it on the list, Dave. I think there's. I did read there's a plaque near her childhood farm saying that this is the home of young Annie Oakley. This is near the home of Annie Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That's so You're cute. You're within the vicinity. <laughs> um, so you were talking about children. I wanted to end up just with a couple of Annie Oakley facts. Not fun facts, but... Facts. Thank okay. you for establishing earlier that they are not get, fun. Get though. the expectations right. All right, yeah, maybe, nice. But you can tell me if they're fun. I'll let you know. Annie and Frank never had children of their own, although they did have a dog named Dave. <gasps> After Frank's friend Dave Montgomery, he became so... So used... call it Monty. <laughs> Dave is a great name for a dog. I'm... No, it's not. There's a, da- there's a Warnicky cat out there. There is. Let's That's get true. a couple of Dave dogs. He became so used to the sound of gunshots, this is Dave, that his owners put him in the show. He was well-trained enough to sit and have an apple shot off his head. Oh, don't do that. That is one you don't want to go wrong. But, I mean, she's taking shots at her husband as well, so she yeah. could easily kill both both her family members in Just one show. one little slip. Yeah. And she didn't the whole the 66 whole time. years. I didn't read anything She was shooting from wrong. birth, right? 
Whole 66 yeah. years shooting guns. Wow. So I love, love, love That's a fun fact, though. I would have said. That's fun. Annie Oakley has a bit of legacy. Her her name has become slang for free tickets. Oh. I've never heard this phrase before. This is because Annie used to shoot holes in things like playing cards. And because free admission tickets for theatrical shows at the time had holes punched in them to avoid avoid them being unsold to other people. So you got given a free ticket, but it's got a hole so you can't bloody sell it. Isn't that funny? But you, it would still work to get you in? Yeah. So I don't why know why can't you, you I know, it? but I think it would be like people would be like, oh, you got that ticket for free. Uh, but because it, yeah. of that, these tickets uh, came to be called Annie Oakley's. Ah, so Annie Oakley's. You got, you got Annie Oakley? Annie Oakley's. So that's what the Michael Jackson song's about. Got free yes. tickets. Free tickets. Are yeah. you okay, Annie Oakley? So she made and it you as got a, free tickets. a slang. But that is the end of my report on <gasps> Little Miss Short Criminal. Shot. Smooth Criminal's about someone selling dodgy tickets. The crime of the century. Is it? No. No. Okay. Well, I shouldn't have talked over Dave's outro then. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, Dave. <laughs> uh, that is the end of my report on Little Miss Shawshot Annie Oakley, who I personally, thank you, thank you very much, had no knowledge of before nothing. this report. And what an incredible life. I knew yeah. absolutely nothing, and that was fascinating. That was so cool. She was really cool. What I, a I, bad bitch. I knew the name of the musical about her life, but I didn't even yeah. I. I didn't even realise it was about a real person. And when we first met Frank in this story, I was like, mm, bloody, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Older man. I was wrong about Frank. What a bloody he sweetheart. Stuck by her. Stuck by her together. Support, he stuck her. by her. What oh. does that mean? No, because at the start it sounds a bit like, you know, he's an older yeah. man coming uh. in. But really it was true love. They had, uh, clo- by the end it was close to 50 years of marriage. That's so cute. They both died. Just living and travelling. They got bored by their domestic life, so they just travelled. Fuck yes. Yes. That's the best. It's a, it was a beautiful tale that started out with pedophilia. Um, <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank some people from Patreon. And before Matt uh, gets our fat quote or question, if you want to support the show and get bonus rewards in exchange, you can go to patreon.com slash pot at any time and pledge any amount. And uh, differing amounts get you stuff like um, little newsletters, shout-outs on the show, and, of course, two bonus episodes every single month. Two. 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 We're not mucking around anymore. We stopped mucking around long ago. You get your, ba- you get your bang for your buck, Annie Oakley. Oh, yeah, damn right you do. And uh, our fact quota question, Matt, what is that? This is from a Patreon supporter. Yes, it's from a, a Patreon supporter. Uh, Katerina Gutierrez. Sorry if I butchered that, Katarina. Uh, and they, uh, the the uh, fact co- quote or question is get to give themselves their own title. And uh, Katarina has given herself the title Cat Dog, aka Senora Presidente of Taco Bell. Love it. <laughs> yes. Cat Dog. Imagine that on a business card. Cat Dog, aka Senora Presidente of Taco Bell. I do two jobs. Uh, no big deal. But she's also given an option, so you you two can choose. Do you want a question or a fact? Question. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Jess. She got in first. Here is Katarina's question. If I don't like the question, can I then opt for fact? Uh, I think so. But I think What, what a is, real slap in the face. You this, just yell out, yeah. fact. <laughs> this, this is a great question. All right. Here's the question. If you were each a vegetable, what would you be? Carrot. No, potato. I'm going to let him finish just in case. Yeah, smart. And after choosing your vegetable, who would get eaten first? Oh. Katarina, just to get us get the ball rolling, said she'd personally, uh, she'd say her personality is carrot-like, 
but she would definitely choose a broccoli first. She'd eat the broccoli first. That's what she'd choose. Okay, well, I, my favourites are carrot and potato, and both of those can be eaten in so many different ways, which I enjoy. Mm, okay. So I'm going to say potato also because of my Irish background. Oh. The food of my people. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say potato, but, but who would get eaten first? Potato's great. Well, you got, we got to figure out. Yeah, okay. Okay, what, I'm thinking I'm a big fan of pumpkin. Oh, I was thinking pumpkin. Oh, I was thinking of... potato, and then I'm like, I can't pick potato now. <laughs> I was thinking pumpkin. Well, third, oh, okay. third choice for yeah. you then. Love pumpkin. it roasted. Love it uh, mashed. I love it in a soup. It is it's a great, simply yep. a great. It's a versatile vegetable. And it really spices up like a, the visual sensation that's on a plate as well. Mm. I don't cook. What am I talking about? <laughs> no, yeah, we know. The visual sensations of a plate. Am I right, Katarina? <laughs> am I saying that right? No. Sensation. <laughs> What would I be? I think, would you accept peas as a vegetable? Yes. I'll take it. Okay. Um, I'm peas. Peas with gravy is, uh, that is a life treat. (laughs) Okay. So which one? It's the only kind of, it's one of those treats you can only enjoy within your life. Um, That's beautiful, Matt. Thank you. (laughs) So who's getting, so what's Katarina again? So now I think that makes it not a bad little side dish next to your main protein. All right. You've got four. We got four. Should we all just say which one we'd go for first? Carrot, potato, pumpkin. Oh, well, I, I save my favorite for last. So yeah. peas to the end. I would start with carrot and then finish with carrot. Oh, like carrot I'd sandwich. save a bit of carrot. That's carrot. brilliant. Carrot, I think carrots your bread. Yep. I would start with potatoes because usually in a roast, there's that's the the bulk of the roast is potatoes. Oh, I do love a roast. So I feel like potato. you can start with a couple of potatoes and then save your pumpkin and your carrots for later because yep. there's they're less. Prevalent. Yeah, cool. I'd probably I'd probably be working through my potatoes. Uh, yeah, those potatoes. But Cut them open, like... a little butter oh, or yeah. sour cream or something on top. Well, what that's... if you've got mashed potato and then you you use that to pick up some of your peas? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, the that's good a good shit. combo. Yeah. Oh, there's so many ways we I'm can hungry. <laughs> Me too. It's lunchtime here. It is lunchtime. Thanks so much for uh, that, Katarina. We'll come back around because obviously there's not a, a heap of people in this section, so we're going to cycle back around and go through... Back to the start. I like soon. to think that it was so Katarina's can... vote also that got little uh, short shot Annie Oakley over the line. We'll never. How could we ever know? We'll never know. Uh, and then also, what we also like to do at the end of our episodes is uh, do some shout outs to some Patreon supporters. And Jess normally comes up with a bit of a, a game for us to play. Is that? Is, I say game. Is that fair? Yeah, it's can a it game. be a little miss, little miss to something? Love it. Yes. Little Miss, Little Mister, because she was a big fan of the Little Miss, Little Miss, and Little Mister books. I had a Little Miss Chatterbox T-shirt, appropriate, <laughs> and a Little Miss Sunshine, also appropriate, yep. depending on my mood. <laughs> I can be a ray of sunshine, or I can murder you with a look. Little Miss Murder. Is that what Chatterbox does? Nah. <laughs> uh, so I'd love. Can I? <laughs> would you mind if I, I kick it off? Dave, Please. would you mind looking up this place? Oh, we go. Coventry. From Coventry in the West Midlands of Great Britain, in England, I'm pretty sure. I'd love to thank. Oh, yes. Troy Vinton Brown. Troy Vinton Brown. Little Mr. Snuggles. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's off. <laughs> now let me tell you, Coventry is <laughs> so cute. Little Mister Snuggles. I don't want to put any pressure on our man, Troy Boy, but Coventry is but a thirty-minute drive if you left right now. 
to Birmingham where we're doing our show. Oh, Troy, Troy, come on. That would be so good to see you there, Troy. We'd love that. Please come. Brilliant name. Well. 30 minutes. I drive 30 Vinton minutes Bay. to get here to the podcast, Troy. Yes, come on, If you're mate. saying that's too far, mate. Matt, you could also do a 40-minute train drive Train drive if you're driving the train. Are you a train driver? <laughs> <laughs> do, do. Oh, there's a couple, of, I imagine, more when, expensive ones. Virgin trains or cross-country. Only 20 minutes, Troy. 20 minutes, Come mate. on, Troy. I'm acting yeah. like he's, he may have already bought a ticket. Come on, little Thanks. Mr. Snuggles. <laughs> We'd love to snuggle you in real life. <laughs> I'd also oh, uh, like to thank <laughs> from Queensland, from Close burn, which I'm pretty sure is in Brisbane, because I met her in Brisbane. Uh, Chelsea Pethrick. Chelsea. Pethrick. Chelsea Pethrick. Pethrick. What do you got, Jess? You're on a hot streak already. One a Little one. Miss Snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's silly. Uh, what, did you have something? No, oh, oh. She, she had some great tattoos. So can you work that in? Little, little Miss Inked? Love it. Little yes. Miss Inky. Little Miss Inky. That's nice. That, and, that's cute. And I'm keeping the geography up. Chelsea lives a 40-minute drive from Brisbane and she came to our show. So, Troy, if you don't do it. <laughs> Troy, honestly, you'd best have a, a really good excuse. You better yeah. be out of the country. Come on, mate. If you're, in, if you're at home when we're there in November, you have no excuse. But if you have a good excuse, please yeah, feel don't free feel to let any us know. pressure. <laughs> let, let us know what your excuse is and I'll let you know if it's a good one yeah. or not. No pressure. Come on, snuggles. To get on to us, no, mate. but no pressure. But if nobody comes to our shows, then then we'll never come back to the UK. Oh. And we'll probably stop the podcast altogether. Oh, but I mean, it's so negative. Can't we? <laughs> can't we nope. get along? No, nope. I quit <laughs> yeah, unless mi- this tour is a huge success. <laughs> little Miss Sunshine over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, can I thank a couple of great, great people? Love you. Too. I would like to thank from Lindenhurst in New York State, New the York, United, the United States. I would like to thank great name here, Anthony. Or Anthony, could be either. D. Torres, little Mister Jim Jim Junkie. Jim Junkie. Oh, he's ripped. Yeah, he's ripped. Little Mister Jim Junkie. What were you gonna say, Torres? Because that makes sound like bull. Yeah. What is that? Toro is bull. Let let little yeah little little Mister Bull. I like little Miss Jim little Mister Jim Junkie. Love it. Oh, they weren't little. The misters weren't little, were they? It was Little Miss Sunshine or Mister. No, they were Mr. Little Misters, weren't they? No, oh, they were no. just Mister. Mister li- Strong. I like him to be Little Mister. Yeah, great. Little Mister Jim Junkie could beat Mister Strong in a fight, big time. Thank you, Mister Torres. You're googling it because you don't believe me. Because I, I, I'm sure they would have done Little Mister. Oh, you're right. Hmm. Isn't that weird. interesting that All Jess right. could be right about something? It's little Miss just right about strange. Things. Why would you miss that opportunity to do? I know, because it's so cute when they're little. I would also like to thank from Dallas, Texas, Ugh. Manny Gaza. Oh, Manny Gaza. Pantera country. Little Mr. Pantera. Uh, Blacktooth grin. <laughs> little, little Mr. Yeah, Little Mr. Little Mr. Grinner. 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 Little Mr. Grinner. Love that. A big grin from Manny Gaza, the Blacktooth Grin. Can I thank some people? Yes, please. Thank you so much. Um, I would also like to thank from New York, uh, Lewiston, specifically in New York. I would like to thank Christopher Davis. Oh, Chris. Hello, Chris. Little Mr. Lion Tamer. Ooh, I like that. That's nice. That's fun. Do you reckon? Taming those lions. And I guess... 
in this world, they're all little, right? Yeah. Are the lions still big? Yeah. Oh, I'd love imagine them, like right? a mini lion tamer. Cute. That's like a little so kid size person. What was it? What's Annie's version of this? What are we basing this on? Little Miss Shawshut. Sure little Miss Shawshut. Oh, well, that's hard to beat. But I think we've done it five times in a row. Yeah, snuggles. Yeah, now. <laughs> Move over, Annie. <laughs> thank you, Chris. And I'd also like to thank from Red Beach in Auckland. That just sounds beautiful. Just across the pond in New Zealand. I love New Zealand so much. Stephen Brown. Dave, little Mr. Wow. <laughs> I'm panicking. <laughs> Little Mr. Panic. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yes, he's very anxious. Uh, middle name is Never. Oh! oh. Wow, Little you got Mr. Me. Never Panic. Love <laughs> it. Yeah. Love it. Fuck yeah. Stephen Brown, I really look up to you for uh, for courage because I panic a lot. Uh, uh, thank you so much to all the people that support us at Patreon. Remember, you just go to patreon.com slash pod. Chip in and a little bit. That's where all your dreams will come true. Helps the show grow. It's one of the reasons we're coming to the UK. And one of the reasons we're hopefully going to come to the US next year. Yes, we're getting really, really close to our Patreon mm. goal. I think we're we're something like high 80%, maybe getting close to 90% of the way there, which is ridiculous. I can't believe we're actually going to go and do a show in Gary, Indiana, assuming that Gary lets us. Yeah. I'm going to have a word to Gary himself. Thank you. Yeah, you have you're on good terms with you've Gary. Got a, you go. You've got one of those Batman-style red phones to the mayor of Gary, I assume. I think uh, if... My dream would be to do an episode about Gary in Gary. Oh, God. History of Gary. Yeah. That sounds like a great little topic. I think it could be great. It could be really good. You talk about the guy, the Gary, who the town's named after. Talk about the Jacksons. Talk about the uh, the Railcats, the short-lived Steelheads basketball team. What about other famous Garys? Other famous. Gary yeah. Busey. Oldman. Gary Gary Beers. Yeah. Oh, he's got to be the king of the Garys, surely. <laughs> Like, so Gary, Gary, they named him twice. <laughs> <laughs> he's man. so Gary. Oh, he's so Gary. Could not be any more Gary. Gary Bacanara, old AFL player. I don't know any other Garys. My what? uncle Gary. Dave's uncle Gary yeah. could get a mention. I'll go through a quick list, but I think I really would like to focus in on the town. Nah, Garys. <laughs> now do a Gary Busey report. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Imagine if we could do it at, at the Railcats baseball stadium. Do you think we could get? Are they the one that are sending tens you, of thousands of people? Are they the ones that are sending you? Who are yeah, the? Who's the? Yeah, yeah, that conversation stopped. Oh. I'm gonna have to send a follow-up email. <laughs> oh, I was gonna he say, said he was gonna email me the next day, and he that was, has not done that. That was three that. months that's ago. Like, if, you're on, if you're on good teams terms with with this team, maybe we could organize to like hang out in one of their like locker rooms or something. We definitely have to go to a game for sure. Oh yeah. So good. Oh, my God. Anyway, we can continue dreaming off the pod. As we can. Uh, you can get in contact with us anytime. Suggest a topic. Uh, just go to dogoonpod.com. It's got all the links. And also a little thing for suggest a topic. You just click that and you tell us why it's a good topic and then we pick it. That's how it works. Sounds amazing. And you can uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at dogoonpod or on, on all those things. Also very much up to date. Uh on YouTube with episodes. If you want to check us out there, youtube.com slash do go on pod. Same as facebook.com slash do go on pod. Instagram, Twitter, all at do go on pod. Pretty much at do go on pod is the way to go. Our website is do go on pod.com. Anything else, Dave? The show's called do go on. Oh, pod. that's true. <laughs> no, um, yeah, just uh, have a good, have a good night or afternoon, wherever you are. Just enjoy yourself now. And, yeah, check out the show notes if you want to know any more details about those live shows. Please. A little too desperate. Please. (laughs) 
better. Please. <laughs> I need it. Uh, yeah. So thanks again for listening. We'll hopefully see you at a live show soon. But until next time, I'll say thank you and goodbye. Later. Bye. I was higher at a different note. I didn't like it. Let me try again. Go again. Bye. Better. Nice. It's going to be so cool to meet people. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.